The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Uh, we've been talking about it. It is International Women's Day and thrilled to have our, our two next guests join us to to talk about that and talk about, uh, you know, politics and about the, the, the way forward with, you know, women in politics, what's being done at the local level. Just thrilled to have uh, the city councillor for Ward 2, Bev Esslinger, join us this afternoon along with Ward 5's Sarah Hamilton. Councillors, welcome to the show. Thanks for having us. Thanks for having us, Galen. All right. First off, I'm I'm curious uh, to know um, your thoughts on this day. Uh, and I think you know we we get asked when we're on panels about you know what does it mean to you? What does International Women's Day mean to you? Uh, in my head, I keep thinking to myself, well, it's a day to celebrate, but because we have to con- we continue to have this day means we still have a long way to go. Bev, I want to start with you. What does it mean for you? What does International Women's Day mean? to you I think it is a day to celebrate to celebrate what we've accomplished but it's also a day to take action because we have a lot more to do Um, (laughs) and it's one of the busiest days for counselors because everybody wants to talk to us being the token women being the token women, Sarah, interesting, uh, you know, token women is, is you know, when you hear when you hear that and, and know the makeup of Edmonton City Council, um, you know, what goes through your mind? Well, that we need to be less busy, I think. Next, uh, there's an election <laughs> coming up next year, or this year, I should say. So next year, I hope that um, Bev and I are able to double our numbers, that we have yeah. more women on council that can um, support the great work that women across the city are doing. Yeah, Bev, you've been on council. This is your second term, if I remember correctly, Sarah. This is your first time. And I'm trying to remember over the past 20 years of me being in Edmonton, what is the, the most number of, of female councillors we've had? Have we been up to three at all? Oh, we've actually, I believe we've had up to uh, five in uh, Jan oh, Reimer's boy. day. Um, okay. But you have to know that I'm the 30th and Sarah's the 31st woman in the last 100 years to be elected wow. to these offices. Wow, 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 wow. So when you see the number of uh, of women putting their names forward, uh, Sarah, to to run in uh, the the October election, and we're seeing names uh, at least two women, three women, I think, put their names forward for mayor so far. We're seeing uh, more and more women put their names forward for city councilor. What do you think? How exciting is that? Well, it's, it's very exciting. We we need women to run in every ward of the city because we know that when women run. Um, they have an equal shot to men in terms of winning, but we got to get their names on the ballot. That's a really big part of this. Um, and and giving women or seeing women in those um, leadership positions, seeing women run for mayor and council, it gives people, um, other women in the community, um, uh, a sense of that their leadership is needed. It gives mm. people a sense that their leadership is needed. So they might... You know, there's probably a lot of people listening who say politics isn't for me, and that's okay. Um, (laughs) But they have to know that their community league needs them too, and there's lots of volunteer organizations that need their leadership. 
getting the names on the ballots you're right i i you, you took the words out of my mouth sarah i'm like i think you know uh, i i i can't uh, politics to me just seems like a nasty nasty place to be a lot of times but then so does radio so does radio at times so i am not 100 percent sure why i'm why I'm, I'm i'm pointing my finger at politics but getting the names on the ballot and 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 saying yes you can do this what what are the biggest challenges that you see and Bev I'll start with you in getting those names on the ballot and in and, and making sure that you know uh, someone that 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 Sarah living in Castle Downs can say I can do this well a lot of uh, women look at it and, and they see what's uh, how women are treated and they go I don't want to put myself or my family through that so there's a barrier of figuring you know, they're going to be harassed or on social media or in person. So that's a barrier. Uh, also, um, as women, we tend to say, I have to have all the job qualifications to run for a job. Um, and we do that in politics. We think we have to know this and this and this and this. The reality is we need people from all walks of life to run. So hopefully that people are looking and saying, yes, I can do it. Every voice is important, so we really need them to not look at that. And the other thing that some women are afraid of is the fundraising to do it. Mm-hmm. 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 So, Sarah, what, what do you think? What, what is the barrier to getting those names on uh, on the ballot? I, Bev, Bev nailed it, frankly. Yeah. Um, I think we have to be transparent about uh, men and women um, in elected positions, in positions of power, have to be transparent about some of those those challenges um, uh, say yeah people say mean things and this is how you handle it instead of pretending it doesn't exist which has mm-hmm. frankly been our practice in the past um, I also think when it comes to um, running a really successful campaign and I, I want to say success doesn't necessarily mean you win you mm-hmm. you won it means that you you put it all out there that you ran a, a really good campaign um, a lot of times we we tell women to run and then we don't give them the support so Beth talked about the financial support but we also yeah. they also need the support of expertise so either having ex- experience having volunteered on campaigns or um, having people who volunteer with them who have experience running um, successful campaigns and I, I think you got to back it up so if you're trying to get a woman to run you got to show up and volunteer you got to donate money that's that's how you get women on the ballot yep Ward 2 City Councillor Bev Esslinger joining me this afternoon this afternoon along with uh, Ward 5 City Councillor Sarah Hamilton. Um, I, I, I'm curious to know what you would think. Uh, what, what, how different would City Council be? How different would it be in those meetings? How different would decisions be if, if there was uh, an equal number or close to equal number, male, female, whatever, um, on City Council? Sarah, I'm going to start with you. Well, I think that, um, you know, I, I don't want to throw my male colleagues under the bus at all. I've, I've enjoyed working with them and I've found them to often be champions of um, getting more women on council, of amplifying the voices of women and people of color. Um, but I also know that everyone has a different leadership style and that um, I've found that women tend to be more consensus builders. Um, they're more likely to go and work out differences with their colleagues um, outside of the public eye. 
And um, I don't think that's a bad thing. I think people need to know that their city council uh, can go and talk to each other. They can work through disagreements and um, and they can find consensus. So much of, of city governance is consensus building. Um, and I think uh, that's something I ran on four years ago, being a consensus mm-hmm. builder. And it's something that I've, um, I've appreciated about my time on council, that that's a skill that's highly valued. Bev, your so, thoughts on that front? Yeah, I, I also think um, we would bring different perspectives. Uh, and like Sarah, I value the perspectives from my colleagues, but women just sometimes see different aspects of issues. A good example I would bring is um, public transportation. Mm-hmm. I remember when I started talking about uh, hearing from women about concerns of safety on public transportation, some of my male counterparts were very surprised. They just had, that wasn't their experience. So I think bringing uh, different experiences would give us more rounded conversation. Always thrilled to talk with uh, our guests this afternoon, uh, Ward 2 City Councilor Bev Esslinger and Ward 5 City Councilor Sarah Hamilton on this International Women's Day. Just chatting a little bit about politics, about getting women involved in in politics. Uh, Councilor Esslinger, I know that you're very involved with the Women's Advocacy Voice of Edmonton Committee, WAVE. Tell tell me about the work that's, that's being done there and, uh, and the important work that's being done there. It's a council committee made up of a really diverse group of women of all ages and backgrounds, and they provide advice to uh, the city on various issues that are coming into policies or uh, directions that we're going. For example, they were very involved with Edmonton Transit on how to improve women's safety. Um, They also work with uh, different groups and, you know, they listen to groups and then they become their voice. So they advocate on women's issues as well as, uh, you know, they are leaders and they develop leadership there. And so I think it's an opportunity, I hope one day to see some of them running for office. (laughs) <laughs> Fantastic. So the committee, if I remember, uh, came came into effect back in, in 2014. I, I'm curious um, from both of you to know about how you believe Edmonton is doing when it comes to women's issues, when it comes to diversity. Um, you know, Bev, I'm going to start with you um, just to pick up on your thoughts with uh, with Wave and, uh, and then I'll get to Sarah. But what are we doing a good job at and, and what needs to improve? We're actually a leader in many of these areas. I sit at the Federation of Canadian Municipalities on increasing women's in politics, and we talk about what we're doing. For example, we've adjusted our hours so that, you know, they're more family-friendly for counselors. We have a paternity policy now that we didn't have before. We have um, different ways for women to be engaged, and I think... Um, it's exciting to see uh, we've implemented GBA plus in all the city policies, which is more than gender, but it's looking at all policies through all the people that would be impacted by them. Um, and so we are making some real headway in some of those areas. We still have what? to improve in the number elected of officials, though. Yeah. 
number of elected officials. Uh, you know, Sarah, uh, when you when you look at the work that's being done and you hear that list, okay, this is good. Check mark there. Check mark there. Check mark there. What do you believe still needs? Uh, you know, I, I guess maybe even over and above more uh, women in politics. What 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 does Edmonton still need to do? Well, I I, I just want to mention that uh, Bev. Uh, piloted a lot of what she just mentioned. She and she did that before I was on council. So I just want to give her um, to commend her for that work. Um, I think we're still hearing that uh, there's a ways to go. Obviously, um, we're hearing about uh, what you might call the that intersectional issue. So it's not just about being a woman on public transit, but being a woman of color or being. Um, uh, uh, re- a religious minority um, that might be easily targeted. We hear about the Muslim Somali women yeah. who are are being targeted, and so I think um, I think we've got a really good start on what it means to create a safe city for women, what it means to create an equitable city. I think we need to expand that lens to. Um, to include uh, people of color. I think we need to address the accessibility issues um, because a a lot that affects a lot of women as well. Um, But uh, the looking at the city through the lens of how it impacts women um, helps us further build, um, further build our city and create a more equitable city. We always tend to ask uh, about mentors and about those who have helped uh, guide, uh, advise, um, you know, have, you know, there to, to have a shoulder to cry on or laugh with. Sarah, you know, if looking back over over your career, and boy, you had a, a busy career before you became a city councillor. You were doing all sorts of things, but did you have mm-hmm. someone along there um, to, to help continue to push you and maybe give you a kick in the butt when needed and uh, that sort of thing like i i'm just always fascinated to know who it was that helped guide you know i've had a lot of different people over my professional career who have filled that role and i think it's important um a lot of times when we talk about women we talk about that one person and being able to um I guess to sound like Taylor Swift, to have like a squad of people that yeah. you can you can turn yep. to is really important. Um, and I still have that. I still have women in my community that I sit down and I talk through challenges with. Um, but but the constant in my life has been my mother. Yeah. 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 And I um, think that's true. like I'm lucky enough. You know, that, yeah. that's not everyone's story, but she's she's been my strength. And it's and it's interesting because I had a conversation with um, you know a, a woman in the company that I work for um, just recently, and she's like, if you ever need anything, just reach out. I'm always here. And it was we'd only had a couple of conversations, but when you're looking and you're exploring new ideas. Given that opportunity, get, being able to, to reach out is so important. Bev, the last word for you this afternoon about the importance of mentors and having that, that someone that can, can be there to listen and advise. It's absolutely important. Uh, remember, I was the only woman on city council last term, and so I quickly reached out to people. Uh, Kim Kershaw was a former counselor. Uh, I connected with her. I connected with other women in the city and other women um, that were very successful as leaders in our city. 
because we really need to have uh, that sounding board at times or, or that you can do it. Um, mm-hmm. And it's so important. And if people are saying, I need that, I always say, go ask people. I ask people, yep. I said, yep. I need help. <laughs> Would, and people are always generous. Uh, I never heard anyone say, no, I don't want to listen to you. Yeah, isn't that uh, isn't that nice when you reach out and say, hey, will you listen to me for a little bit? Will you advise me just a little bit when they turn around and say, absolutely. Uh, counselors, I want to thank you for joining me. I know it's a busy, busy day for you. I know you have more panels throughout the rest of the afternoon, but I want to I want to thank both of you for uh, taking a time out for uh, the 630 Ched listeners and uh, best of luck in October. Thank, thank you, you very much. much.